Hello everyone and welcome to the sixth season of the Soul Spawn Quest. This podcast is made for seasoned coaches, creatives and entrepreneurs to share their stories to the next generation of change makers. The intention behind this podcast is a lot of times when we are passionate about something and we are jumping in and starting something new, we feel a lot of motivation, a lot of gusto. We are like, this is it. This is what we were made for. But we hit our very first obstacle and we are down in the valley of despair. We feel like we don't know what to do. We are stuck there. A lot of times people either stay stuck there, they quit, they go out and start something new, hoping that they won't end up here, which in reality is not something that is possible because a lot of times you will face obstacles. No matter what journey you are on, or they push through and progress, knowing that they will face obstacles, but they have the tools necessary to move forward. This podcast is made for the people who are stuck in the valley of despair or who could potentially be stuck here. Once again, the intention behind it is to inspire these people and share with them that they are not alone on this journey. A lot of people have faced similar problems and they have come forward and progressed. They have won in life. They are seasoned because they have experienced a lot of these things that we might potentially be facing. We hope that listening to their stories gives you the tools you require to get out of the value of despair, to get unstuck, and to follow your dreams. So I hope you get to do that with today's guest. Super excited to have you here. Let's go. Let's get this started. and welcome to the sixth season of the soul's conquest i am super excited to have stacy now this woman right here who is a part of this podcast i have been seeing her content for a really long time literally two to three years now i think because uh, i got introduced to you via highlight and then i was like this is such dope content and they have like a full female team and i was like this is crazy like i didn't know this could happen back then i was still like yeah I, I just want to do what I want to do and I don't know what is happening around me and I was still starting out as like a baby at that time and these rock stars were literally out there sizzling up the space and have been an inspiration for of Stacey for a really long time and the company that they have. Super excited. You know what? I'm not going to share too much. I'm just super hyped up for this episode. So thank you, Stacey, for being here. How are you doing today? Um, oh man, I don't know. I don't know how to even respond to like such an incredible introduction. Now I'm just going to be all stuttery and shy and embarrassed. I'm like in a really wonderful, like, thank you. Like you were absolutely lovely. Also six years, six seasons, six seasons, six seasons. Yeah. yeah. Two years, six yeah. seasons. Two years, but still like, that's insane. Congratulations. That kind of consistency is, is, you know, it's not yeah. always common. So congratulations. You're a rock star also. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Who are you? Are you hyped up for today? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Um, so Stacey, for those who are listening to you and watching you for the very first time, could you go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience? Well, my name is Stacy, and I am the founder and CEO of Pepper. We are an all-female team, which is amazing. And we just want to hang out with cool people that are doing cool things and support them to be as successful as possible through marketing and strategy. That was so good and so quick. So amazing. How did you get started into all of this? What made you go, you know what? Photography. That is the work that I want to do. And then, you know, you obviously dived into marketing and branding and all of that stuff. But how did this all get started? I mean, how far back do we go? As far back as you want to. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. It really started 
Well, my dad went to documentary film school. So cameras were always around the house and it was something that we always enjoyed as a family and a hobby, which is a very common start to a lot of photographers. I picked up my first camera when I was 16, X, Y, Z, you know, it's, it's common for a reason. And then I really got into photography. So that was my first profession, like true profession as an entrepreneur when I was probably like mid twenties or so. And at the time I was in a relationship that was very unhealthy. I was married. It was an abusive relationship long-term. It was a thing. And I started shooting just more for fun and my neighbors and my friends and people started telling me that they really loved the work and they thought that I had talent and I had something of value to offer. And it really just started to pick up momentum. So Photography really became this thing that gave me confidence. It made me um, really put myself out there, meet new people. I built a whole new community and support around me. It made incredible friends in the industry that I still have today and I'm so thankful for. And it sounds really dramatic, but I always say photography really saved my life because it got me out of a really terrible situation at that at the time I didn't have the confidence to leave. So I did photography professionally for a number of years. And I ended up leaving that relationship. I was able to do that because of photography and the confidence it gave me. And also, you know, just having my own financial freedom within that. So that was also very important and a huge life change for myself. And then many years in, I was very busy and I didn't have a lot of free time. I was absolutely burning out. My friends didn't know what I looked like in person. They only knew what I looked like on social media. And so I was really, truly starting to have that burnout and I was really struggling, even though I was quote unquote successful. So I started looking around wanting to hire like a VA or outsource or have an assistant of some kind. And the people that I found were either individuals that could help me with some parts, but all the things that I needed help with or agencies that were very corporate. And I felt like they just wouldn't understand the work that I was doing, they didn't really align with my brand or like interactions with my clients would be strange. They just didn't feel like the right fit. And there wasn't a company out there that existed at the time that I wanted. And what I saw that my friends in the industry also wanted. So I made it. And then I created Pepper and it's been a wild and crazy journey. Oh my God, that is so cool. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's so exciting. I want to ask you, did you have any limiting beliefs when you started out with creating peppers? Because as you mentioned, you have been in, you know, you have been surrounded by cameras all your life, pretty much all your life. So were there any limiting beliefs back when you started this, when you, you know, when you were in your relationship or when you were about to go ahead and create peppers, were there any limiting beliefs that held you back? So many, so many. <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I think there hasn't been, there's like one that I think is really common for most people. It kind of continues on throughout your life and it's one you have to keep checking on. But I think every time you start something new, you have a different limiting belief or you mm. have a different um, thought about yourself or how you identify as, you know, as a person that you have to work through. But the probably the most common one that we all have, and I think you guys can relate to this, is that I'm not good enough, whether I'm not smart enough, I'm not cool enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not like X, Y, Z enough. There's always something. And no matter what stage you get to in your journey, that seems to be the one that likes to linger the longest is mm -hmm. that I'm not good enough. Yeah. So that one is something... I think we all continue. I mean, maybe I'm, maybe just me, maybe it's just me, but no, something no. that I continue to uh, have to address in my own head. Cause in everyday life, I go about life. I'm like, okay, yeah, everything's good. Like I feel confident. I'm happy. I love my life. And then that'll creep in every time there's a bit of a challenge or something new or 
um, I get to a different stage and I have to level up and I think, oh man, maybe I'm not good enough. Mm. So that's, that's something, but there, there, there have been many, there have been many that needed to be worked through. How did you overcome them? Like, let's, let's talk about, I'm not good enough. How did you overcome this thought process or how do you continue to overcome this thought process in your day-to-day life? I think it's first is being so self-aware and doing Mm -hmm. an assessment and really identifying that thought. Like, okay, what is this thought that I'm having and why am I having it? Mm -hmm. And then asking yourself, is it helpful? Mm -hmm. Is it helping me? And if it's not helping you, then why do we continue to indulge in it? You know, you can have that thought and then think, okay, I'm having this thought. It's not helpful. What can I think instead? I kind of, I call it a bit of a, uh, a thought ladder. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the bottom of the rung, right? That mm-hmm. I'm not good enough. Okay. What's like the next rung up? That's not a huge stretch. Not like, I'm not just, I'm not just gaslighting myself. I'm not just like imagining things. I'm not just making up things like, okay, what's the one that actually feels realistic? Like maybe I'm learning. I am mm. getting better. I'm, I'm, I am figuring this out. It's the, I am. So instead of saying, I'm not good enough. Okay. Next one, instead of saying I am good enough, I'm amazing. You know, I, I say, okay, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm figuring this out. I'm learning. I got this. I can figure this out. Here we go. Mm, I love that. That is so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, yeah. that was so good. Uh, I'm definitely going to start inculcating that into my own life. You know, like Obviously, you know, there are times when I reframe my mindset and all of that stuff. But I love the thing you mentioned. I'm still learning, which is so important because you are constantly. I feel like literally everyone, at least in my audience and people that I connect to are always invested in their own growth. And that's just a mindset shift, right? Like I'm still learning. Like I might not be good enough, but I'm still learning. I'm still growing and I'm inculcating everything that I'm learning, which is dope. So let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you have any kind of support system or mentors during your journey, especially when you were starting your business? So many. Mm-hmm. So many. <laughs> I yeah. think, I mean, like what you have here, having a podcast, you are somebody's mentor. You are someone's support system. What you're doing is really important. And podcasts for me were a big part. I started off with books. And then uh, books that I really connected with, I went and searched them out, whether it was on YouTube or in an actual, like just an audio old school version of a podcast, which I super love because I'm an elder millennial. I love, I love the old school podcast. (laughs) Yeah. But those are many of them. I feel like have trained me and have raised me as an entrepreneur and they have never met me. They have no idea who I am, but they were very important in my life. And there was a few, um, one of the first ones was Jen Sincero. Uh, you are a badass. That was a life-changing book for me. Uh, Marie Forleo for a long time also, because very strong female, uh, definitely about self-confidence and creating your own path. And, you know, her latest book is everything is figure outable. I'm like, yes, everything is figure outable. It can be hard. It can be scary and challenging. It's not going to be easy, but you know what is figure outable. I'm safe. Everything's going to be okay. We got this. So she was another one. Um, Denise Duffield Thomas, She's on Money Mindset has been a big one. Even Lewis Howes, mm-hmm. uh, his podcast is a School of Greatness. Um, you know, it's just been honestly so many. But when I was really into my photography business, even before I started Pepper, I actually searched out a coach. 
and I worked with them as a husband wife team and I worked with them for six months and it cost so much money, honestly, like it was very expensive because I call it my own private education and it changed my entire world. It moved me ahead in my business and as an entrepreneur years within years. Like I, I, maybe I would have got there eventually on my own, but Mm -hmm. It was, it was the biggest game changer. I learned so much and it was specific to what I wanted to learn Mm -hmm. and they motivated me. They challenged me, they taught me. And just having that structure also was really helpful because as an entrepreneur, you know, a lot of us, oh, here's like a good, great, this is a great example. Here's a story. So this girl, she's new, new to entrepreneurship and she said she has a really hard time sticking to her own deadlines because she will break her own boundaries and her own requirements faster for if they're for her than for someone else. So someone else gives her a deadline, then she can hit that no problem Mm -hmm. because someone else is relying on her. But because if she's just relying on her, like she would break it faster. I'm like, oh, that is such a deep conversation Mm -hmm. of why that is. Like, aren't, aren't you as important? Aren't your needs and your own deadlines for you just as important as somebody else's? And that's something that, you know, we don't, maybe we don't figure out immediately, but when someone points it out to you, all of a sudden you're like, holy crap. Like, yeah, like that, just someone to point out those things or to give you that structure and kind of show you the way that's what the coaches did for me. And, um, yeah, I worked with them twice actually over the last few years and game changers each time. Oh my gosh, that is so dope. I am so, you know, Honestly, I feel like coaches and mentors are so powerful. And you mentioned some of the amazing, most amazing people out there who are genuinely creating waves and sharing their knowledge. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know what? Um, I'm actually going to create a list and drop it in the podcast description for people who are interested to check it out on the go, like really quickly. So yeah, if you have any more resources, Stacey, that or any more people that you listen to or read off, share them with me after the episode and so that we can put it out there for everyone to listen because that is so dope. I, I have years, yeah. years of information for you. I got all the books <laughs> here too on my on my bookshelf. Oh my gosh, that's so dope. Yeah, definitely. I would love to, I'd love to see it. Um, all right, my next question to you, Stacey, is this. What would be your suggestion for someone who's figuring out how to pick up a mentor, how to pick up a coach, or should I have a support system? Should I not have a support system? What would your suggestion and tips and advice be for them? I would love your thoughts on this as well. Mm-hmm. I know, I know you're interviewing me, yeah. but I want to interview you right back. So, I mean, six seasons, you have a lot of knowledge to share and I want people yeah. to be able to access that too. Oh my so gosh. I'm going to give my answer, but then I want yours. Yeah, for sure. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, I mean, everyone should have a support system. Um, it, it looks different for everybody. I think that's something that you need to go and start dating. And mm. by that, I mean, going on a date with a podcast, with a book, with um, maybe a, a potential mentor or looking at a coach. And I think you need to try things and ask more questions and just test things out and to discover the one that works best for you. And then then you pick 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 something, commit to it give it a proper go and see what happens. I don't think there's an answer for every, like as yeah. the same answer for everyone. No, I love that a lot. That is so powerful. And yeah, I mean, I like the idea of going on a date. Like that is my number one go-to advice to everyone when it comes to reconnecting with yourself is like, you know what, go on a date with yourself, actually have a conversation with yourself. And when someone says dating, I'm like, ah, I like ah. that. 
<laughs> I like that. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ah. All right. Oh, you wanted my answer to this question. And personally for me, I'm a lot into energetic matches, to be completely mm-hmm. honest. Because for a really long time, I would say yes to everyone out there. Right? Like, hey, do you want this course? Yes. Do you want to join this free workshop? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. There were so many times that I said yes to so many people because I was so hungry for knowledge and I was so eager to learn that I was giving a lot of my energy without any boundaries and without any bounds, basically. And I realized that a lot of times I didn't connect with people very quickly, right? Like I need to have like a similar energetic match solely because I feel like if you are not an energetic match, oftentimes it's like either you have to give away a bit of your fire, dull yourself down so that you guys level up and actually resonate with each other or they will have to put away a bit of like, they will have, they will genuinely come out there and put out your fire for you because they don't feel like you're matching with them and aligning with them. Instead, when there are two people who are resonating with each other at the same energetic level, you you rise up higher, you know, you're actually creating more fire rather than dousing the fire or having to give away your fire because there's no other option. So for me personally, it's all about energetic matches actually go out there kind of similar piggybacking on what you said Stacey is Mm. go out there and have conversations check out people see if you actually align with them see if you'd like to spend and invest your time with them because there is so much information out there like people are getting overloaded with information right now and Mm -hmm. there's so much mental chatter mental clatter almost clutter clutter mental clutter almost that clatter clutter clatter clutter clutter. yeah (laughs) yeah there is no way of actually figuring out well do i want to pick this or not do i want to do this or not you don't have an idea because it's so disorganized up there so for me personally it's before i yes say yes to someone i actually check out their profile check out their contents if i energetically resonate with them if it's a yes for me then i say yes and i go about and i feel like that's so huge for people listening out there because a lot of times uh when you're starting something new you are in that space of i want to help everyone because everyone needs my support everyone needs my magic and that's true however if you do pick up a niche or if you do actually figure out like this is the one that I need to give most of my energy to, there is that guilty consciousness cropping up that, ah, but I'm not helping these people. And I feel like this conversation is such a huge reminder that you don't have to do it all around the way. Just be yourself, be authentic. And then people who resonate with with you will reach out to you and people who don't. There are so many other people out there who can who they can reach out to as well it's not all on you like you're coming together or everyone in your niche everyone doing the thing that you're doing are all coming together to light up the world in a better way not in like (laughs) putting up fires everywhere but more like light up the world in a better way so that is my yeah that would be my tips or advice for anyone figuring out how to pick up a mentor I think that is excellent can I can I push you a little bit? Go for it. Okay. Go for it. Or like maybe not push is the right word, but what I love to do, mm-hmm. and I totally agree with everything you said, because there's definitely as a recovering people pleaser, and mm-hmm. I think this is very common with women. We definitely try and make ourselves a little bit smaller to make other people more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And we want to say yes to things because it pleases someone else and that makes us feel good. And they're getting what yeah. they need. And if you're a nurturer, it's like, triple threat, you know, you're in big trouble. You got some stuff you got to work on. Oof, yeah. 
But also, I agree with the energetic match. What I think is really cool to do, especially maybe after you've worked with a mentor before, or you're already even doing some self-development, you're already on this journey. I don't recommend it for someone that's new, but once you're in it, start looking at people who you feel like are quote unquote beyond you. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I would never work with this person because they're beyond me. Like it's just not attainable for me. And you think, well, that goes back to your limiting belief that I'm not good enough. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. And you know what? I want to clarify. When I say energetic match, more like energetic match, not value match, if that makes sense. Yes. Like, you know, when people reach out to you and you're like, oh my gosh, I love your energy or your energy is so calming and I need that in my life. It's that kind of energy more than Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, they're at the same level as me. But yeah, I wanted to clarify that. And I love you for bringing that point up because I might have been a bit weird. You were excellent. You were actually excellent. I just love like the devil's advocate a little bit. Yeah. Or, and not even, you know, what you said was act, like legitimately perfect, but yeah. it's just another way of like, okay, you hit that and then what? And yeah. then what? You know, something else, then this is brand new for me is I'm picking coaches. And when I say coaches, like, again, it could just be like an online course or program or podcast or book. Those are my coaches. Some some of them are in real life. Some of them are not. But I recently picked someone who was not at all in alignment with who I thought I, who I think I am. Like Mm -hmm. someone that we, like our styles don't match. She's fantastic and she's positive and she's a go-getter and I love all that. But if I were to show her to you, you'd be like, Stacy, really? That's the, like, I never would have. But then Mm -hmm. at the same time, I chose her partly because of that, because I wouldn't naturally choose her, but why? And what can I learn from her that I wouldn't be able to learn from anywhere else? Because she's not my like kind of regular type of person that I would work with. Makes sense. You know, it's like just stretching yourself, like discovering like that. There's maybe like a 10% of me that's like who she is, Mm -hmm. but who's then that 10% of me, maybe, you know, maybe that should be 20%. Maybe I should expand that a little bit. And maybe I'm not because I feel like my self-identity is, oh, it's not bad, but why, but what is it because of my, another limiting belief or is it because truly that's not who I am? And do I, and if I don't know the answer to that truly, then maybe that's something I should explore. Mm. You know what? I love that. That is such a great tip. Wow. Yeah, I love that. You know, I, I actually love the concept of stretching a bit out of your comfort zone. Like when you're growing, if it is too easy, people let go very quickly. Have you noticed mm-hmm. that? Like if something is very easy for you to do, you're like, oh, well, you know what? Never mind. But then if it is just a tad bit difficult, just a little bit of stretch, people are like, ah, I have to, I have to like stretch up on my tippy toes to reach that. Yeah. Oh, see, that's, that's such an excellent point because it has to yeah. be the right kind of stretch. If it's too much, you're like, no, I'm out. Yeah. This is too, like, this is just so I'm not ready for this for whatever mm-hmm. reason. So I love that analogy, just like the stretch. And then mm-hmm. it feels attainable. It feels doable. It makes you feel good. You see yourself succeeding. Yes. Excellent point. Hey, oh my gosh. That's awesome. amazing. I'm loving this podcast episode. Uh, Stacey, my next question to you is this. We have spoken about limiting beliefs and how you overcame some of them. We have spoken about support systems and mentors. Did you have any other kind of physical obstacles 
on your journey that weren't linked to the mind, but still existed basically that made you want to be like, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore, or I don't think I can do this anymore. What were some of the struggles that you experienced on the journey of opening up peppers and uh, how did you overcome them? Oh man, there's been so many, (laughs) which I feel like I want to, I want to make sure that's, that feels normal for everyone because you will have lots of challenges. There'll be mistakes that you're going to make. Oh man. It's, it's, it's a part of it. It's the failing up, failing up. It's all a part of it. I mean, when Pepper first started, just the fact that you're building completely from scratch from something that never existed before, there's mm. challenges there. And then very quickly after that we launched, cause Pepper only turned four on December 1st. So the majority of our life has been during the pandemic. And that was wild. We had built up this company had this incredible team. We had a wait list. And then within a single week when the mm. pandemic hit in North America, truly hit within a single week, we lost 75 percent of our clients and our wait list dried up because photographers, a lot of them, their shoots are being canceled, postponed, and they were not making any money. So they, if they weren't making money, then we're not going to be making money because why would they wouldn't need our help? So instead of laying off the team, this incredible team that I worked so hard to create and to bring on, we decided to do conference and chill. And it was one of the industry's very first virtual conferences. And it was a bunch of chicks out of some Northern small town in Canada that put it on. And we had people like Fuji camera as one of our sponsors. And we were absolutely nobody. We had speakers from all over the world, attendees from all over the world. It was a multi-day event and it was insane. We, from, from the start of the idea to the launch of the first day, it was six weeks. And we had never done anything like that before. And we were the, we were the second, we were the second company in the industry to ever put it on a virtual event. Oh my gosh. That is so cool. I love that you pivoted and figured that out. Whose idea was it? Like, was it a team idea or was it your idea? How did you come about actually picking up the idea for having a conference for photographers, for people out there? It was I want to say team, but this is like where I'm also trying to be small and not Mm -hmm. to my own horn, but yeah, it was, it was my idea. I pitched it to the team and they made it all happen. It wouldn't have happened without each and every one of them. Oh my gosh. I love it. That is so cool. Were there any other struggles that made you want to quit? Like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I might have to close shop kind of struggles. Pandemic was one for sure. Mm-hmm. And then as you're building and growing, there's a lot of time spent internal. And then mm-hmm. you have to balance the billable work with internal work and investing mm-hmm. in your business. And there were times where I hadn't balanced that very well. I'm like, oh man, maybe am I going to be able to pay my team this mm-hmm. month? And it was, okay, I better book something more. And as a as a leader, learning to balance that and grow the company and support the team and get the billable work, that was a whole journey for me. That was a Mm. wild and crazy ride. So that was, there were days where I'm like, this is just too hard. This is too hard. And I think maybe maybe I'll just go work somewhere else and let someone else worry Mm. about those things. I'll just go be an employee somewhere, but Mm. it's, it's been the most empowering also and the biggest, the biggest lessons and the most incredible journey. Yeah. What, what would your advice be for someone who's trying to balance it all out? Like you were back then. Talk about it. Mm-hmm. Don't hide, don't hide things. I think when you start to like, it's all on you and then you start your, you start to tunnel vision 
and everything gets big and scary and you can feel and get smaller and smaller. But when you reach out, you're like, hey, I'm struggling with this. I'm in this situation. And you actually ask for help and you get advice. Mm. That's then all of a sudden things are doable again. And so don't it. don't tunnel in on yourself. Mm. What, don't be ashamed. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I love that. I feel like some of one of the biggest mindset perspective that I had when I started my coaching journey. And this is so huge that literally 90% of my mindset perspectives shifts basically happened when I started my coaching journey, because before that I was not very aware about everything that was happening around me and within me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to figure things out as soon as possible. And then I realized, no, hold on a second. What's happening internally? What's happening within? And a lot of that started to happen, I think, post coaching, starting my coaching Mm. journey. And one of the biggest things that I realized really quickly was to ask for help and not be ashamed about it. Like it was such a huge strength. Like that was one of the shifts that I made was it takes courage to speak up. And then once you give that courage to someone, once you show up for yourself and you're like, hey, I need support in this, allow people to hold space for you, which was really huge for me. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. Mm -hmm. What would your advice be for someone who's probably in that tunnel vision and don't know how doesn't know how to get out? You know, obviously ask for help, but internally, what is one of the things that they could possibly do to be like, you know what? This is not it. Like when you start getting that tunnel or spiraling, mm-hmm. how to mm-hmm. kind of take a moment yeah. and I think you need to feel it. I think don't hide from that feeling mm-hmm. because if you hide from it, then you're saying nothing is wrong. Mm. And it's okay if something is wrong. It's okay if you're not okay. It's okay if you're struggling. So let yourself feel it mm-hmm. and take a breath and be like, okay, I'm not in this next next thought or this next action. I'm not fixing everything. I don't like my next move doesn't have to be the move, but what is the next step that I can take no matter how small that's going to move me forward? I love it. And just identifying that. And it doesn't, again, doesn't have to be the biggest move. It could just a small little one and then you take the next small little one take action oh yeah I love it oh my gosh that's so cool when you're working with someone like let's say you're working with a client what is it that you hope that they will achieve at the end of it all Mm. I mean there's there's so many things because I'm really ambitious and I want everything for everyone but I think kind of like an overall thing that I would want someone to feel or achieve would be the power that you know you can create whatever you want in your life mm-hmm. and your business and giving them the tools to be able to do that. So, oh, oh man, like it's it's not about fixing yourself, mm-hmm. but about creating yourself. And there's a way to do it where it is actionable and it is sustainable and you know, there's, it has strategy and intention behind it and just learning what, again, like what those tools are to be able to actually, actually do it. Mm-hmm. That is what I want someone that's worked with me to be able to take away because I can be inspiring all the live long day, but then you could leave and be like, okay, cool. I feel inspired. Now what? Mm. So I want you to have the, the now what part also. I love it. My next question to you is why is it important to you for your client to feel that way for the now what to happen? I'm going to also, I'm going to go on another little tangent just mm-hmm. to like kind of highlight 
little something. So, you know, Robin Williams, mm-hmm. he's, I mean, it's very sad. He's now passed, but he had this quote in an article that I read that it stuck with me for a really long time. And he said that it was important for him for people to be happy because he knew deeply what it was like to be unhappy. Dang. So, right. So he became yeah. a comedian and wanted people to laugh because he was so deeply depressed. I'm like, whoa. So I think sometimes yeah. when you meet people, like the happiest people you meet, or it could be also the people that are the saddest. And they don't, mm-hmm. they want everyone around them to not feel like how they have felt. Mm-hmm. And so I feel that way when I'm working with people and I want them to have something that I didn't have before because I know what it's like to feel like you're not in control of your own life and your own destiny mm-hmm. and the direction that you want to go and that you feel like life is happening to you and other people are making decisions on, you know, about your life because your life's supposed to be about their life. That was this is a bit a trauma coming out when I was with my ex-husband. Mm-hmm. And so when I work with entrepreneurs, no matter if they're a creative entrepreneur, photographer, or just even like conversations with friends, I want people to know so deeply how much they are in control of their life and not just to know it, but then what? Mm-hmm. Now what? If I'm creating a business, I'm creating a life, wh- how? Mm-hmm. How am I going to do that? And I've learned so much along the way that I just want everyone to know what I know. And as I learn and grow and I get more tools, everyone else, le- you know, they're going to get those tools mm-hmm. too. I love that. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was such a mic drop moment. I'm not even going to lie. It was like, that makes so much sense. Thank you for sharing that nonetheless. Uh, What would be your number one tip for someone who's starting out their photography journey right now? Don't get overwhelmed by what everybody else is doing because you look, you look around, you see like this person is you know, they're doing these incredible portraits and this person over here is doing destination weddings and this person's doing TikTok and Instagram and this person's blogging and they're on podcasts and like, you're you're looking around and you think I need to be doing all these things, but you're, you're taking a snapshot from a hundred different people. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's okay to look around and get some inspiration, but then come right back in and like, okay, but what do I want? And what do I want to be doing? And how much time do I have? And really consider your capacity because we think we have 200% capacity, especially when we're excited about things, but really nobody has 200%. We all only have a hundred. And then how are you spending that time? You know, that's sustainable and realistic. So it still feels good because you're achieving things. Mm -hmm. So get your inspiration, come back in, define what your goals are and your version of success because that's really going to give you the tools to create your strategy that you can actually stick to, to achieve those things. Mm, love it. Number one tip that you learned from your journey as a photographer. Number one tip journey as a photographer. Oh man. What would be a tip? I mean, I just felt so fulfilled. I feel like this is not a tip. And like truly following, truly following your passion and like what drives you and what fulfills you in life is so, feels so incredibly good. And it just makes everything better. Mm-hmm. So whether it's photography or you're an entrepreneur of any kind, truly living in alignment with what fulfills you and in, in your truth, like there's nothing better. It makes everything easier. 
I love it. Number one tip for someone who's number one trip from your journey as an entrepreneur that you'd like to share for someone who's starting out right now. Mm. I think I will go back to the mistakes thing because mm. everyone makes mistakes and take it as learning opportunities. So when you have a client that points out a mistake that you've made, don't hide from it, thank them because they're pointing out your weak spots. And as you level up, you're not going to stop making mistakes. You're just going to make different ones. Mm. And there's this really great thing that I heard and I read somewhere or on a podcast or something where they said, congratulations, you've gotten to the stage in your business or in your life or as an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur that you were able to even make this mistake. Mm. This mistake wasn't even available to you last year because you weren't, you weren't in a place where you could even make that mistake. Yeah. So congratulations, you've gotten to this stage. Yeah, you you basically leveled up for for the bigger bigger boss. You basically leveled up for the bigger bosses. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And you know what? It's all good. Welcome. Yeah, no, I love it. I resonate with that tip a lot solely because in my journey, one of the things that I often tell with the clients that I work with on stress management is that. I'm not going to help you to stop making mistakes. I'm going to help you to make better mistakes, right? Yeah. Like there's a difference. There's a yes. huge difference. Like people are all, what is she talking about? Why Why should I even make mistakes? I'm like, no, no, no. You have to make mistakes, but you don't have to repeat the mistakes that everyone has made all their life. You can level up and you can make better mistakes. That's our game plan here. <laughs> yes. Yes, oh. exactly. Beautiful. Yeah, love it. Uh, all right, Stacey. So we are now moving into the second phase of the podcast. And I would like to start off with asking you this question. This podcast originally started out as a spiritual podcast. And as an ode to that, I would like to ask you if you have any spiritual or self-care routines that you practice on a daily basis. Hmm. I don't know if this, I mean, this probably counts, but I definitely take time to meditate Mm -hmm. When I'm feeling really overwhelmed by the outside world or things that are requiring my attention and I'm just at capacity and I feel like I just need a moment, I allow myself to take a moment and think of only my breath. And that really grounds me and brings me back down. My heart slows down, my breathing slows down and everything just feels, again, like figure outable and doable. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I do and I pull it out as needed. I don't have mm -hmm. a scheduled. I don't say like every morning at 5 a.m. I do X. Yeah. Like I use it as I need it. But mm -hmm. it's just being able to take that moment. It's a, it's a practice. Mm. And then the other one would be for self-care. Saying what I what I need. And that's self-care. Saying what that is self-care. And for a recovering people pleaser, that is one of the biggest things. Saying what I need. And setting clear expectations and boundaries and protecting my time and energy. Love it. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. I that pleases me as a stress coach, um, like someone who helps people with managing stress and burnout and all of that stuff. That pleases me a lot. I think brown boundaries is one of the biggest things that people need yeah. to like look into, especially as a fellow people pleaser. I would say yes to literally everybody. I'd be like. Take whatever part of me you want to take, take whatever right. part of my energy, my soul, take it all. I don't care. But like, I realized very quickly that no, wait, hold on. I do care. I do need to figure out a system here. Otherwise I'll end up being completely distributed with no way to come back to myself. So I love that. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What has been one of your 
soul's conquest from the past and what is your current soul's conquest? Sounds so simple and not not earth shattering at all, but I, I've always just wanted to be happy, mm. you know? Okay, I love I just, it. Yeah. And like, like 99% of humanity, maybe 95. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, yeah. And I, I like love, I feel so lucky all the time. Even when things get hard, like I know I'm so lucky. I just mm-hmm. want to be happy and fulfilled in small things, big things. Doesn't even matter. You know, people I'm surrounded by, the thoughts in my own head, mm-hmm. my environment. Like I just want to feel and be simply happy. I love that a lot. Yeah. That's a great thing to get back to. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Crazy. I love it. Yeah. It's a yeah. good litmus test. Am yeah. I happy? Am I happy right <laughs> now? Am I happy doing this thing? If I'm not, what do I need to change? I know. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing that. What is something that recently happened in your life that impacted it? <laughs> I had a bebe. <laughs> yeah. My first kid, <laughs> she's over a year now. And man, I there's like a part of me that like really resists saying how much I have changed because I didn't want this sounds ridiculous now that I'm saying it, but at the time, like I've worked so hard to be who I was. Mm. I worked so hard to be that person. And I didn't want to change because I had a baby because there's that thought like, oh, she became a mom. Maybe she doesn't mm. care about X anymore. Or she doesn't take mm. her businesses seriously. And I self-identify in my work a lot. And that is a lot of who I am. And I'm happy with that because I'm deeply fulfilled in the work that I do. And that is who I am. And I didn't want that to change. Mm. And so having a baby, oh, she changes you. Mm. And the resistance to that was a big thing for me. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I spent my entire 20s with my ex-husband. My life was about his life, his fulfillment, his dreams. Mm-hmm. And my role in my, my role was his basic co-star in his movie. Mm. So I, I felt like I had finally, finally became the star of my own show. Mm-hmm. And I did not want to give that up to mm-hmm. be, it sounds horrible, but I'll... <laughs> I promise I'm a good person. I didn't really want to give that up to yeah. just become somebody's mother. Mm-hmm. No, to now I, be a co-star again in someone yeah. else's life. Yeah. Honestly, that makes a lot of sense. I don't think you're horrible for thinking that because that shows how aware you were as an individual, you know, and how aware you are as an individual because you realized that, hey, you know what? This will be a responsibility. My presence will be needed somewhere else. And that could make it seem like I am a co-star once again, going back to square one. But then obviously what has changed right now? Like has that thought process changed or are you still there? What's happening right now? If you're comfortable sharing, if not. Oh yeah, no, yeah. open book. I'm happy to share all my inner <laughs> dark secrets if it helps anybody else out there. Share it. Share it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of working moms, especially working entrepreneurs who are starting off right now or who have achieved some aspect of that success might be feeling that way. So if you're comfortable sharing, I would love to hear your thought process around this. I think it's it's the old lessons and the old stories that you tell yourself and what you have seen in the past. So I look at my mother, who was a stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. who, you know, she eventually she did go back to work and became this incredible businesswoman, but really her, her own needs were secondary. Mm. And that's just the way 
I'm doing quotations if you're not watching, if you're just listening, the way things were. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as, as a woman, I was really raised like what a role of a woman is in life and like how to be a good woman. Mm-hmm. And it's re, so it's, it's, it's the resistance. The resistance I was feeling was a resistance to that old story. Mm-hmm. And it didn't mean that that's who I had to be. So I could still be strong as an individual and be a mother. Didn't have to be one or the other, but because of my old lessons and the old story that I would tell myself, I thought it did. And I mm. that is what I was resistant to, is that old story. Because it does, this doesn't have to be that way. And that even goes back to the, like fixing yourself. It's creating yourself and creating yeah. your life. And so now, I mean, it's still something that I struggle with and I have to work through in certain stages, but now I realize, yes, I have changed and it's amazing. It's a, it's an adjustment and there are challenges and adjustments. Growth is painful at mm-hmm. times and that's normal, but you can still be the star of your own show. You can still love your business and identify in your work and who you are as an entrepreneur and be a parent and be like present with your child and be fulfilled in that way as well. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Mm. It's interesting because it's an education for yourself and, but it's also still an education for those around you Mm. because a lot of people around me are still telling themselves that same old story because we're a similar generation Mm. and we have seen similar things and experienced similar things. So some people are with you in that evolution and some people aren't quite yet. And just being aware of that when you have conversations with people that, you know, it's okay. They're, they're just, they're living their own mm-hmm. story right now. And that doesn't have to mean it's mine. Mm. I don't have to take on their story as my own. I have my own. Mm. I love it. What made you shift that perspective? What made you let go of the resistance? Mm, I mean, therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Helped. <laughs> Definitely some therapy and some tough love from an incredible uh, um, counselor that I've worked Mm -hmm. with. She she would tell me to Stacy, stop being such a girl. (laughs) And like, because I would overthink it, and that's the recovering Mm -hmm. people pleaser too. I'm like thinking about other people's thoughts and my own thoughts, and and like feeling responsible for what other people would see or view and how that would make me feel instead of you know what, but what do I want? How do I want to live my life? What is my definition of a good woman or a good mother? Love it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. All right. What is something that people should check out after they finish listening to or watching this episode? Something of yours that they should probably check out. Oh, mine? Yeah. Um, Well, not of mine. I mean, I'll, I'll get to that after, but definitely the list that we're going to give them. Yes. All like the good, the good resources. I mean, we got, we're going to have lots for you guys, but if you want to work with me, especially if you're a creative entrepreneur or photographer, you're going to want to join Pepper U. It's a monthly membership and you have access to myself and the entire Pepper team. So if you want to learn marketing and strategy and some mindset stuff, I am your girl. We are your team and come hang out with us. So it's Pepper U. Love it. Woohoo. Awesome. One last thing that you would like to leave my audience with. You guys got this. You really do. You know, you do. You got this. Mm. I love it. That is, you know what? 
So simple and yet such an important reminder that we need to hear a couple of times, I feel, especially you you know what? This is the thing, the impact. Yeah. Something that's very simple might not hold a lot of impact for us right now, but down the line or for someone else outside in this wide, wide world who's listening to this podcast right now, that must that might have just been the motivation they needed. So thank you so much for that. Oh, thanks for having me. And yes, you, you're you. amazing. And I sh- people should go back and listen to all your other episodes because you got some oh, really good stuff. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here and adding on to that amazing list of guests and amazing, amazing advice that they have shared. You have shared so much today. I'm so grateful for that. And so grateful that you decided to be here. Such a bucket list moment for me. If I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna lie. Like I've always no. wanted to be like, I'm gonna collaborate with Stacy somehow. And here we are. So thank you so much for being here. I hope you had fun. I, I did. You are amazing. You are a shining light. You truly are. Yay. Let's go. <laughs> let's go thank you so much you guys for listening to the end of this podcast i hope that today's guest inspired you and gave you a lot of amazing tips that you can try out in your day-to-day life let's go let's go let's go all right with that i hope that if you enjoyed this episode you leave a review on apple you can share this podcast with anyone else who is on same boat as you are we succeed when we grow together and that is the vibe of this podcast we are here to inspire people we are here to go together you are not alone in this journey so if you feel that someone is stuck and is in the same position as you are please feel free to share this podcast episode with them and if you feel like there is a guest who has inspired you in the past and who could potentially inspire people who were in the same place that you were in reach out to me on instagram at the souls conquest with an underscore after every word so the underscore souls underscore conquest and reach out to me there follow me subscribe me if you love this podcast episode and if you had a major takeaway from it take a screenshot of this episode add a link share your takeaway and tag me on instagram at the souls conquest i'm super excited to see you there Thank you so much for being here. Let's get going. We have an amazing, amazing arrow guest lined up. So I hope you're ready to get inspired. I hope you're ready to follow your dreams just as these people did. And to potentially be on this podcast somewhere down the future. Maybe. You know what? Let's do this. Let's make it happen. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? If you are, let's go. Let's do this. Peace out. Mm-hmm.